Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Eastern Geek Sound, an EP Media-associated podcast where we'll be discussing news and interesting topics in the gaming and entertainment world. My name is DeForest White. And my name is Jordan Lowry. And we'll be your hosts for the duration of these episodes. How are we doing today, Jordan? I'm good. I'm good. I'm a little tired, but yeah. I'm, I'm hanging in there. All right. Have you considered sleep? No. Have we done this bit already? Yes. Cool. All right. I, I, get, I just have my default answer for when someone says they're tired. I will invariably ask them if they have considered sleep. Didn't, don't you not consider sleep? We don't got to get into that, Yeah, huh, that's what I thought here. So like, I mean, like, we can get into that if you want. Yeah, I'm, I'm chilling. All right, I'm that's good. fine. Okay, that's fine. I don't know. I'm just saying there's room in the bed, but it's hey. whatever. <laughs> hey. Uh, we've had a pretty eventful couple weeks in, in the gaming industry. Um... We've we've had some wild stuff happen since our last episode. Mm. Have you caught up with any of it? Mm-mm. All right, then allow me to be the bearer of some good news and some fucking wild news. Okay. Uh, so first off, uh, we had a Nintendo Direct. Uh, that was just a scheduled thing. We kind of figured there was going to be one. It got leaked a little bit ahead of time. Um, but just like a little bit before it was announced anyway, so we didn't have too much that we expected from it, but there were a number of announcements in that that were absolutely wonderful. Uh, First off, I'll just go through a few of them. Uh, We have uh, Unicorn Overlord, uh, which is an an RPG made by Atlas and the developers of 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim, which was one of my favorite games that I played last year. Uh, We have another Code Recollection, which is a packaging of two remastered games that originally came out on the Nintendo DS that look absolutely gorgeous. Uh, they're sort of like uh, exploration mystery, like mist-esque, uh, like stylized visual novel sort of things. It looks very fun. Uh, we had uh, the final Mario Kart 8 DLC is going to be coming out here in just a little bit. Final? The final. The end of the expansion pass. Wow. Bringing, it, uh, I think, a total of, like, 48 additional tracks, all things considered. 48? Yep. Literally doubled the original game. Wow. It's wild. Uh, we had a remastering of Tomb Raider 1, 2, and 3. And from the footage, I don't know if it works like this like immediately but it does look like it does the really cool thing that um if you go and play halo like halo one combat evolved in the master chief collection you've got your button that can toggle you between the remastered version and the original graphics and it looks like tomb raider one two and three have a similar feature where you can play with the updated models for everything or you can play with the old like super polygonal look you know you i like that between. though that sounds like a good like What's the word for it? That sounds like... It just sounds good. It's retro. Yeah. Yeah. 
It sounds like a nice little added touch to it, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, we had a couple things that were a bit of like, uh, well, I'll, I'll get the odd ones out first. So, first off, we have the final Super Smash Brothers amiibo is coming out for Sora. Um, I'm actually genuinely surprised that it comes out looking like it does, because uh, I know Disney's very protective of making merchandise without them. And Sora's got a little, like, Mickey Mouse-shaped keychain on his sword. Uh, but he's got it, uh, and seems like they got it through without much issue. Um, there's some amiibo coming out for Noah and Mio, uh, two of the main characters from Xenoblade Chronicles 3, as well as a unique Zelda and Ganondorf amiibo uh, tied to Tears of the Kingdom. Um, after that, they there's also an announcement... Uh, I guess more of an update, really. The Nintendo Gallery, a museum dedicated to uh, Nintendo's history, is uh, going to be opening in 2024, and they have uh, covered the top of the building with a giant scannable, like, question block that you can see from, uh, like, aerial photography, which is very fun. You know, just like a big Mario block. <laughs> um, and... The building itself looks like it's going to be absolutely gorgeous. Uh, it's very, like, uh, modern, see-through aesthetic. Uh, most of what they showed were just, like, renders of the building, like, ahead of uh, construction. But it looks like they've they've got their work cut out for us. I'm, I'm curious as to what the actual, like, layout of the building is going to be. Because it, it's not going to be all, like, fun and games theme park kind of thing. Because we already have uh, Nintendo World. Um... So this is going to be, I imagine, closer to, like, a timeline of, like, going through and seeing all of the products and everything. Which, I think, personally, I'm actually more interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it looks it looks very fun. Uh, they announced a remake of Mario vs. Donkey Kong, which was a Game Boy Advance game that uh, I played uh, on the 3DS because I was part of the Nintendo Ambassador program, and you got a bunch of, like, virtual console games through that. And I... Did you know that this series existed? Because I've seen a lot of people acting like they've never even heard of it. Like what? Which one? Mario versus Donkey Kong. I've I've I don't I don't recall. I've heard of Mario versus Sonic, obviously, yeah. like the Olympic Games stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But Mario versus Donkey Kong, I don't think so. It's a truly bizarre puzzle platformer series where the goal of each level is to collect little wind-up mini Mario toys that Donkey Kong is for some reason obsessed with, and he steals all of them from the factory for himself, and so you go through playing as Mario every level, take back three of the little mini Marios so that you can sell them, I assume, and then every once in a while there's a boss fight and you beat up Donkey Kong. Now that I think about it, no, what's that one game? Because it's the one where uh, you're kind of out on like a, I don't know, like a conveyor belt or something like that. Maybe that's the same thing. And like Donkey Kong's like throwing like barrels at you or something like that. That would just be Donkey Kong. Oh. Like the original Donkey Kong. See, that's oh. the one I remember, I think. Um, Don- Mario vs. Donkey Kong actually does take a lot of the gameplay mechanics from uh, less original Donkey Kong and more Donkey Kong Jr., Mm-hmm. Uh, like the original arcade title where you're like climbing up on the vines and uh, moving from one to the next. Um, 
So there's there is actually a bit of a connection there because those came around out around the same time frame. Uh, but yeah, this game. I don't know. It's it's just not a game that I would have foreseen uh, getting a big remake. Um, but it was not the craziest one, um, even for this direct. Uh, they announced. Um, actually, sorry, they did a follow up announcement. The previously unnamed uh, Princess Peach game that they showed a direct or two ago. Uh, we now have a like overview and name for. And it's called Princess Peach Showtime, and it's a variety game where all of the levels are like a different genre. Mm. So you play through one and you play as Detective Peach and you're going through and solving a crime. And then you play as one and you're Sword Fighter Peach and you're playing through like a big platformer fighting level. And then there's one where you're Kung Fu Peach and you're doing like rhythm game like uh, Kung Fu fights. And then there's one where you're Patissier uh, Peach and you're like decorating cakes and, and uh, like doing fun stuff mm. and it looks adorable uh the whole thing is set up on like a stage play uh format so uh all of the worlds that you're going through are like happening on stage which seems to be a recurring theme for a lot of mario games yeah uh which i personally am a fan of um and then after that uh they announced f099 uh, which I'm so hyped for. F-Zero fans have been waiting just like a really long time for anything because our last game was a re-release of a GameCube game on the Wii and then we never got anything ever again. Uh, so for us to have like acknowledgement of F-Zero at all outside of Smash Brothers is great. Uh, and this one follows the same format as uh, Tetris 99, which is uh, there's 99 players in the f-zero racing format but it's a battle royale so all of you uh like race until either all of you are dead or somebody wins mm -hmm. and uh it, it's very it's very fun um it's free for nintendo switch online members so i've uh, i've already put a couple hours in it it's quite entertaining and f-zero music is just great anyway so it's just added bonus there uh, and then after that, the biggest announcement, uh, one that broke the internet for a little bit, was a complete ground-up remake of Paper Mario The Thousand-Year Door for GameCube, which is a... That was... Uh, like, the two first Paper Mario games were complete, like, turn-based RPGs with, like, big open worlds and unique characters to explore. And Thousand-Year Door is easily the fan favorite. Mm -hmm. And everyone loves it, um, myself included. And I'm so hyped. Uh, this this game's amazing. Uh, it's got like a wrestling arc where uh, you've uh, you got a bunch of companions that you can bring into a professional wrestling ring and fight through a little tournament. Uh, it's got the, I think the second canonical trans Mario character in Vivian, um, and it's got. I I think it's pretty easy to say like. I'd say the best story out of any of these story-based Mario games. Some people would argue like Bowser's Inside Story is pretty good in the Mario and Luigi series, but I I personally think Thousand Year Door is better. Um, but yeah, it's like a really big deal, and we were not expecting this anytime soon because uh, Nintendo's been sort of distancing themselves from the older Paper Mario titles, uh, specifically in the newer 
released uh, Paper Mario games. Uh, I mean, for one thing, they've shied away from, like, the traditional uh, turn-based combat, but also they've got a tendency to just not make as many original characters. So there will be lots of characters that's just, like, a Toad or, like, a Goomba instead of a particular Toad or a particular Goomba. Uh, and Thousand Year Door's got a bunch of unique characters with fun designs and personalities, and it's, it's great. I'm real excited for it. So... That's what I thought we were going to be talking about mostly for today. And then yesterday happened. You know what happened yesterday? No, what happened yesterday? Yesterday, Xbox leaked a bunch of documents from the 2020 FTC versus Xbox case. Where the Federal Trade Commission was in a global lawsuit against Microsoft. Um... Because with the Activision Blizzard acquisition that we talked about last year mm -hmm. on the podcast, uh, there was lots of uh, like precedent for them to say, this is now a monopoly. You control too much of the market. And that's a big deal by itself. But apparently they got indicted during that. And Microsoft and Xbox uh, gave the FTC a bunch of internal documents that they asked for. And yesterday, a bunch of those documents got leaked to the public, including a few really interesting things. So I'm going to I'm going to read you a couple of these. Okay. And I'll just get your uh I assume these are going to be first reactions to lots of these. First off, Elder Scrolls 6, which we were all assured would be released on all platforms, Sony included, is going to be Xbox exclusive. Why? Because Xbox bought uh, Bethesda. Yeah. They own Bethesda now. We knew Starfield was going to be Xbox exclusive. It shouldn't have been, but we knew that was going to happen. But they assured us Elder Scrolls Six would be available on PlayStation. And it won't be. We don't have any explanation beyond that. Wow. Um, Microsoft is planning on... Oh, sorry. Microsoft informed... Nope, nope, sorry. This is a leak from Activision Blizzard, which uh, is now owned by Microsoft. So this is internal documents inside other internal documents. Nintendo informed Activision about a new console release in December of 2022. So they already know what the next console following the Switch is going to be. And they've known for at least a year now. Do we know? We do not. That's kind of upsetting. But like, new Switch? New mm. Switch, new something. It's been seven years. Mm -hmm. It's uh, about time for them. It's about upgrade. time. Um, Microsoft is planning to release mid-gen console updates, despite saying they weren't going to do that for the Series X and S. Uh, these uh, mid-gen console updates are codenamed Brooklyn and Elwood for the Series X and S, respectively. Okay. Uh, they are not going to cost any more, uh, but it's going to be something akin to, like, the, the Pro models or, like, the Slim models that we got for the consoles last generation where halfway through their lifespan they released 
additional versions of the consoles that were just like updated ones. Right. Um, Xbox plans to release the next. Uh, Microsoft plans to release the next generation of Xbox in the year 2028. They've got that planned well ahead of time. That's very far ahead, but okay, sure. Um, Microsoft was scrambling to fill the 2022 uh, release hole because they just didn't have games to release, and that resulted in a large uh, number of uh, buyouts and failed games in that time frame. We have documents from Phil Spencer before the uh, first quarter of the new console generation saying that he was confident in Xbox having a better package deal than PlayStation, and then other internal documents from after that admitting that Xbox lost the console wars, which <laughs> is extremely entertaining because that's Microsoft saying that. Yeah. And then, finally, and this is the biggest one, at least to me personally, Phil Spencer, head of Xbox, we have emails from him where he talks about really wanting to buy Nintendo. Could you really see Xbox or Microsoft, I should say, and Nintendo together? I couldn't, but that's specifically because I couldn't see Nintendo agreeing to it. I not, can't see that, yeah. Not because Xbox doesn't want to. Because <laughs> Xbox definitely wants to. I I have the email here. And I'm gonna I'm gonna read you um some of the some of the things that the lovely Mr. Spencer has written here. Do do do. Okay. <clears throat> I love this discussion and value you looking at all the opportunities here. At some point getting Nintendo would be a career moment, and I honestly believe a good move for both companies. It's just taking a long time for Nintendo to see that their future exists off of their own hardware. A long time. Winky face, Phil. The winky face is crazy. <laughs> I... That'll never happen. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's not happening. Like, They're that's... not gonna just be like, go over to Microsoft? No. And, and it's really funny because I remember um, a couple years ago, we had an article, or did not not even an article so much as a leak, or like it was a, something that an Xbox exec said. Uh, let's see if I can find the name. Uh, Steve Ballmer, Microsoft's former CEO, uh, had uh, Kevin Bacchus, who is Microsoft's former director of third-party relations for Xbox. Uh, he had them go meet with Nintendo to see if they would consider being acquired by Xbox. And according to Kevin Bacchus, this is a direct quote, they just laughed their asses off. Like, imagine an hour of somebody just laughing at you. That was kind of how that meeting went. <laughs> I just don't see that ever happening, ever. Of course not. Nintendo is a very good independent yeah. franchise. Why Th would they we... exist in their own little bubble right. where... Everyone else is off doing the console wars, and Nintendo is off doing their own shit. If you're buying a Nintendo console, you're buying it for Nintendo's games that you can only get on their console because you're never going to get Nintendo games anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And you're getting it for the weird shit that their console does. 
because even though their consoles are almost never as powerful as their competitors, they are doing weird, wacky stuff. Like, it, for as weird as the Wii U generation was and how much we clowned on it, can you imagine, like, attempting to pitch to an Xbox executive? Like, yeah, so, you know, you're playing Resident Evil or whatever, and you pull out your big chunky tablet and you move your inventory around on the screen to fiddle with your your little briefcase you know like fun people do that's shit like that's that's yeah. literally gonna be xbox response but like i i'm not gonna lie going back to that wii u talk mm -hmm. i actually like the wii u wii u's a fan i, a fine I like the wii u i wish more games i mean well systems could actually implement something mm -hmm. kind of that creative like the wii u did and Nintendo does that every time. They're oh, no. like, yeah, we're we're gonna release a portable game, you know, like we like we do. Oh, but we're gonna make it weird. We're gonna put two screens on it. One of them's a touch screen. Have fun with that. What's it do? Who knows? By the way, it also plays GBA games. Everything's backwards compatible. We own you now. <laughs> and then, like two years later, they're like, hey, well, we should probably do a follow up to that. Connects to the internet. Same thing. No alterations. It was perfect the first time. A few years later, they're like, well. Other companies have started doing their own portable stuff. None of them are as good, but it's fine. You know, it'd be fucking wild. We're gonna put in 3D. You don't even need glasses for it. Who needs that? You know, we're gonna make it just here. You're holding a GameCube in your hand now. Have fun. Like, they just keep going, mm. and they've never once released a console that was just like a regular console. The most normal thing they've ever released was the GameCube, and even that, trying to figure out, like, how to hold the controller, like, what is it? It's so weird looking, but it's iconic, and they they had weird little discs. Right. Nintendo's always been the weirdo and successful for it. They are the most iconic company in the gaming market. Maybe not the most profitable, but they're 100% the most iconic. Mario is Mr. Video Game Man, mm. and... Nintendo is able to maintain that because they're off doing weird shit. Sony and Microsoft just don't do enough weird shit. <sighs> yeah, that's true. They're more mainstream, I feel like, yeah. more than Nintendo. Because Nintendo, they could do whatever. Nintendo does whatever. Nintendo will be whatever. Nintendo publishes a game where it's Turf Wars, where you're shooting ink at one another, and you're turning from squids into kids and back, and we all go, yeah, that seems about right. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of does seem about right, doesn't it? Yeah. And then when another company tries and does that, uh, Square Enix is uh, releasing a first-party Splatoon-like that's like a foam party game, and we all look at it, and we go, wow, that looks worse. <laughs> That's weird. I'm not gonna lie. That's... I don't know what they're trying to do. They're like, it's supposed to be like, I don't know, champagne themed or something. I don't know, man. What? It's it's weird. I don't get it. Um, but yeah, that's actually all I've got for today. I was expecting those topics to take significantly longer than they did. Wait, what? That was it. We we speed ran like three years worth of news just then. That never happens. Hold on. No. This is scary. <laughs> Unprecedented. What? Okay, okay. Um, well, then here, let me come up with some questions. To oh, ask yeah. You. Oh, of course. I'm. You're almost always the one getting asked the questions. Yeah, wow. Right on. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I don't know. So, 
Well, obviously, let's go with the big one. What games have you been playing recently? Okay, so uh, you're aware I'm not a Mortal Kombat fan. Of course. I've been playing a lot of Mortal Kombat. Of course. Um, not one. I've not bought Mortal Kombat 1. That is $70. That is $70. Yeah. And that's $70 that wouldn't get me the characters that I would be buying Mortal Kombat 1 for. Because that wouldn't include the first combat pass with Omni-Man and Homelander in it. So, that's already rough for me. However... In the time, like, leading up to the release of Mortal Kombat 1, uh, Warner Brothers discounted the price of Mortal Kombat 11 down to, like, a minuscule amount. So, I knew that, like, Mortal Kombat 11 and Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath had big, like, cinematic story uh, campaigns. Mm -hmm. So, me and my best friend, Nick, are, uh, we've been playing through those. I bought the game for like five bucks or whatever and it still looks gorgeous uh, but the it, it's just a movie it's warner brothers you're gonna get a movie right and it's it's pretty great until you have to play the game and then it's not nearly as great i try as i might i just don't like mortal kombat inputs so i i can't really call that a leisure game what I have been playing in a lot of my free time is uh, Enter the Gungeon, which came out like a good long while ago. That's, yeah, that's, that's an older say, title. That's, I even remember that name. Um, but I've never played it before. A lot of fun. I, I've been, uh, I, I mentioned last time uh, that I've just been broken into enjoying roguelikes now uh, with, the, with the top-down thing. And Gungeon has grabbed a hold of me. I'm playing Gungeon just as much as I'm playing Hollow here now. So it's it's wild. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. I'm running out of questions. Okay. So we've talked before about the whole um AI um stuff that's going on mm -hmm. and how that's kind of a bad thing, kind of an interesting kind of topic. Sure. Um what other wacky things do you think might come out of gaming in the future? For AI specifically? For any kind of thing specifically. Um, I think if we're talking in terms of like how AI could be implemented more frequently into gaming, honestly, I think it would probably happen on lower budget titles. Uh, because AI art in particular, while the ethics of it are questionable at best um it is easily consumer grade and applicable to a lot of things but uh an area where i would expect to see a lot more of it showing up would honestly be the um adult like not safe for work gaming side of things mm -hmm. uh like um western visual novels and like chore based games which are a, a big thing uh i wouldn't be surprised if we saw AI art being used to generate, like, I don't, I, I don't even know if I should say, like, better, because it's not going to be better, uh, but it is going to be more um, art, and that means that games are going to be able to be updated more frequently, and a lot of games in the adult market uh, are ones that exist on the Patreon model, where 
the game is being developed and people are playing it as it's being developed and they're able to get the current version of the game by subscribing to the developer's Patreon so they get like the new updates ahead of everybody else. I think we'll probably see AI art show up in a lot more of those games because it will mean more consistent updates and people being more likely to subscribe to the developers. Interesting. I ran out of questions. That's okay. <laughs> I tried. I tried my best. I'll come up with some for the next episode. Alrighty. I'll try. Well, I guess I'll I'll ask you. Um, now can I get you into Street Fighter? You know, I I talked about it before, and mm-hmm. I said I was going to get into Street Fighter, but there's just so many games that I'm looking forward to coming out soon. But that one came out already you can play that now already yes but i gotta i gotta take time for these other games i've been playing i played two hours of starfield i'm done i'm back on street fighter what yep see i got bored immediately no i did too but then i got back into it because it started getting interesting but then i'm like i mean it's just like you know it is what it is but i've been i've been just now because liza p came out Oh, fully? Fully. Okay. It's on Game Pass now. Ah, of course it is. Um, of course it is. So I've been playing that a lot. A lot. Well, actually, I haven't even touched it. Mm-hmm. But I played, like, the first five minutes of the uh, tutorial. And let me tell you. Did you get past where the demo was? No. Oh, okay. Not yet. I got to the part where I picked up my sword. Oh. <laughs> I just I just started. Cool. Um it's a very fun looking game. Like just not even in terms of just like it looks like it would be fun to play. Just the design of everything is really cool. I did see some like texture issues. Oh, really? In the game just mainly when I run into the wall, his like body kind of like shifts weird. Well, it is a Soulsborne. It is a Soulsborne. But they it, never work. It looks it looks pretty nice. I'm scared because it's a Souls-like, yeah. but it's. I'm going to give it a shot probably after this recording, after I get off work. I'm just probably going to go play that, you know? I guess I should say that I beat Elden Ring. Did you? Yeah. Why? It was there. So you just beat it? Yeah. Just because? Yeah. I haven't beat I it I didn't yet. like it. Wow, really? Yeah. Not really? very good. No. I liked it. I didn't like it. Why? It's beautiful, too. Okay, my biggest complaint about the game is the direct opposite of that, actually. I think that game's ugly as hell. What? I I cannot get over. This is a consistent issue that I have with Soulsborne in general. Everything's gray all the time. Not Elden Ring. And Elden Ring, like... Don't get me wrong, it has brighter environments than most of the other, like, uh, Dark Souls and Demon Souls games did. Um, but only in, like, very small segments. Because, like, okay, here's a big area, and it's yellow and gray. Here's a big area, and it's orange and gray. Here's a big area, and it's gray and darker gray. Every area in the game, and I've seen all of them now, is a color and gray and some of them that second color is gray and that happens multiple times 
the game like cannot leave the color palette and it's it sucks because in still images it's gorgeous mm -hmm. but it's gorgeous in the same way that like skyrim is gorgeous where you look at it for a little bit and you're like wow that's a pretty environment and then you've seen it and it's done the one scene that i'll give the game credit for that never lost the appeal was the tree burning with like the ashes around you and the flames like that's a cool environment that is a cool that was okay. that was dope okay everything else the only like splashes of like unique color lighting that you got were from like bosses and stuff where it's like oh yeah there's this big luminescent moth or uh okay actually i'll i'll take it back mushroom lady does glow blue and i like that the mushroom lady glows blue and i've looked up a lot of art of the mushroom lady who glows blue and that's pretty cool um i don't like millennia though everyone else seems to love her design eyes the one with the moon huh the moon lady she's got like the weird messed up face and red hair and Oh, yeah, 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 I remember. The, the blade the of antiquity. The one with the missing arm? Mm. Yes, probably. She probably has. Like, the one arm. from, the from like, the very first trailer, the one you see, like, riding the horse with, like... I've the, never watched a trailer for Elden Ring. You've never, like... Oh, yikes. Actually, you know what? That can't be true, because I was there for the reveal. That's what I'm saying. Like, it was just... But like, I don't remember it. The one with, the, like, the detached arm that had to put back in the... No, okay. Um, I don't know. I didn't notice. I didn't fight her. Really? No. Why? Never ran into her. Oh. I heard she's hard, though. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about the same one? I heard she's hard. I think she's supposed to be, like, one of the hardest bosses in the game, because there's, like, the folk hero-esque uh, dude, like, let me solo her, who wears the pot on his head, who's just, like, a player whose entire thing is oh, people know yeah. that this boss is hard, so they go and they summon him, and he goes and he fights her for them. No. Me. No. I can't. I Not can't selfless enough. No. Nope. Dang. I would have fought her. And I would have won. No, I wouldn't have. But yeah. I don't know. Mm. People seem to enjoy killing her. I don't get it. I never killed her. I like the blue mushroom lady. <laughs> what is going on? What is happening? She glows blue, Jordan. I I think blue. I may have sacrificed the entire country to the blue mushroom lady. Not 100% certain on that. Um, what? I got the blue mushroom lady ending where you, you you say hi to the blue mushroom lady. Not gonna lie, cannot keep track of this game's story. Um, largely because I didn't play through most of it. Uh, and in fact, the extent of Elden Ring that I have played is the final boss. And that's it. Oh. All I kind of remember from that game is me just exploiting it. Like, there was just this one exploit where you get to just sit there and kill this, like, uh, this bird over and over again. And you get, like, tons of souls. Mm. And that's what I kept doing. I don't know what souls do. Well, they were, like, the upgrade points. No. What's I've that? only played the final boss. That was it. He turns into a big Studio Ghibli creature. Yeah, I've weird. never played him. I've never beat it. Yeah. He takes you to the water level. What? Yep, yeah, it's just infinite water everywhere. It's just infinite Azure from Tekken. What? Yeah. I wanted to play, um... What's that one game? I forgot. I, could I, be anything. It could be. Could even be a boat. 
It's not Street Fighter though. Dave the Diver's coming to Switch. It's not Street Fighter. No. I bought a new controller though. For a Street new... Fighter? No, I played the fight stick. Those, that Spider-Man controller. Oh. Yeah, for PS5. Oh, it's so nice too. It's a little snazzy. Yeah. That's pretty so, neat. I can't wait for that Spider-Man game to come out though. Yeah. I will be wait. playing Mario Brothers Wonder. Mm, let's see that I'll be playing Assassin's Creed Mirage as well. So that doesn't come out that same day, does it? October fifth. Okay. Uh, you know what? Actually, one day early. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so you can you can play Mirage for a day, and then you have to choose between Wonder or Spider Man. Spider Man. All right. I've, you could have thought about it. I've bought the controller. I've done this whole. I've done this all. I've got it all planned out. I will buy you a Mario Brothers Wonder controller, and then <laughs> you'll have to like make it the, the heart wrenching decision. Spider Man. Damn it. <laughs> it. That's just. It's just Think gotta more. be Spider Man. It's got to be. All right. I miss it. It's been. It's been too long without a Spider Man. You got one at the beginning of the console generation. That doesn't matter. It does not matter. I feel like it matters. It doesn't matter. It was one of the, like the big like selling points of the PS5. No, 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 no. I yeah. I played Miles, Miles Morales, Morales and it was good. Don't get me wrong. It was probably better than the first one. Mm -hmm. But now we got both of them. Yeah. And a bigger world. And a controller out of it? I'm sorry, but that controller goes crazy. I, at some point, I'm going to have to sit you down and just, like, show you the price ranges and the customization options for some of these, like, fighting game controllers and just watch your reactions. Cause That's scary. It's, it's pretty regular to see people walking around tournament floors with, like, a, with a controller, like, that big around. Uh, that's got like a custom plate on it with all the characters and like a button set up that's specific to the size of that person's hand and uh, like the internal pieces of it that they chose. Like you think PC people are insane. Fighting game people customizing their fight stick, that shit gets to be $3,000. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to pass on that one. I'm just going to stick with my Spider-Man controller. I play on the default pro controller and or PS4. <laughs> I own a fight stick, but I am garbage with it. I don't. Mm. We'll have to we'll have to get you on a on a fight stick at some point. Maybe. Mm. If I ever play one. This this coming August, we'll we'll have you like up to speed on things. We'll fly out to Vegas. You'll compete in Evo. It'll be great. I'll probably win. You think you'll win? What game? Uh-huh. Yeah. Just Street Fighter 6. All right. Cool. Cool. Bet. Let's go. Who are you playing? A character. <laughs> Whichever one looks cooler, I'll I'll pick that one first. Mm. Blanca. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, pro probably, probably, you know. Cool. Yeah. Big Blanca fan. Yeah. Which one's Blanca? Yeah. Cool. Uh, <laughs> All right. I think I think that's enough Jordan torture for one day. <laughs> well, um, 
Forget all that happened. Uh, thank you all very much for listening to us ramble for an extra 20 minutes after we ran out of news preemptively. That's never happened That's before. That's never happened, yeah. Especially considering how much news there was. Like, wild shit's happening, and we just sort of went, all right. All right. That, yeah. That's about it. Wow. Well. That's crazy. That's crazy. Oh, well, you'll have a lovely evening and night. See you next week.